Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came to his native place and taught the people in the synagogue. They were astonished and said, Where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Is he not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother named Mary? And his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Are not his sisters all with us? Where did this man get all this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and in his own house. And he did not work many mighty deeds there because of their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So this feast day, May 1st, is St. Joseph the Worker, and a lot of the people in church, <clears throat> that go to church, don't, don't even, are, are not aware of this feast day. Um, usually they think of the one in March. But this feast day is a very special feast day of St. Joseph because it celebrates him as being the worker. May 1st is also an important day. So May Day, as it was known, or May Day, you know, if you're being attacked, May Day throughout the world, especially in the communist countries, was used to celebrate communism. Communism is the exact opposite of good, dignified work. And so the Holy Father at the time decided that he would make this May 1st the feast day of St. Joseph the Worker in order to combat communism. And so he was revealing to us the dignity and the goodness of workers. And so we come here today with that in mind, you know, that we are here to consecrate ourselves with St. Joseph and to realize that work, dignified work, is a good thing. Now from the time of the fall, when Adam and Eve committed their original sin and they fell, their punishment would be to work and toil. That would be their punishment. Now we see in the beginning, in the first reading, in the act of creation, God worked. For six days he worked, creating all the goodness of the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested. So work originally had, an, had a dignity, a goodness to it. And it was original sin that destroyed that. And we became slaves. And we became people who would toil for our work as opposed to enjoying and, and loving our work. So St. Joseph is one who redeems this. It's interesting in this scripture passage, Joseph's always in the shadows. So we talked about that a lot. One of the, the um, images for St. Joseph is shadow of the father that he is the shadow of the Father. And we hear in the, the scripture readings, one of the few times that he's referred to, they don't even use his name. So they say, where did this man get such mighty deeds and wisdom 
Is he not the carpenter's son? They don't even use his name. Yet St. Joseph is somebody who dignifies work. Carpentry for him was a good. And not only that, but he would teach his son, he would raise his son and show him the goodness and the dignity of labor and of work. One of the consecration prayers that I'm, I would like to just reflect on in this homily before we do our actual consecration is by St. Pope Pius X, and it's a consecration of St. Joseph the Worker. So I just wanted to kind of read through this with you line by line and just reflect on the goodness and the dignity of St. Joseph and his work. So it says, O glorious St. Joseph, model of all who labor. So St. Joseph is the model of laboring. What's interesting about St. Joseph is we don't know any of his works. Like, nobody has a tool bench of St. Joseph. Nobody has a cabinet that St. Joseph made. We don't have any relics from his creation. Rather, St. Joseph was somebody who worked behind the scenes. And that's a model for all laborers. To work because it's good. Not to work because we're producing something, not to work because we want wealth, not to work because it'll gain us honor, but to simply work because it is a good. And so he says that the grace to work in the spirit of penance and expiation for my numberless sins. So when we find work difficult, we can let it be a penance for us. We can say, I'm going to do this as a penance for my, the sins that I have committed. Those times, of provo pre those times of preferring duty to inclinations, to work with joy and gratitude, regarding it as an honor to, de to develop and employ by work the gifts which I have received from God. So remember that when we work, just like this consecration of St. Joseph, this is a gift to you. It's not anything you're doing or earning. The same thing when we work, it's a gift to be able to work. It's a gift to be part of God's creation and plan. And we work with order, peace, patience, and moderation without ever recoiling before weariness and difficulties to work, especially with a pure intention and detached from self, ever having death before our eyes. Remember we talked about death a little bit earlier? To focus on our death and on our deathbed, can we look back at our lives and think, I have done what's God, what God has asked me to do. If we can look at our deathbed and remember that, memoria morte, to think about how our lives are a preparation ultimately for our death. So if we have that death before our eyes, an account for which we must give for our time, we'll think about how did I work in this life? Did I do what God wanted me to do? Did I use the talents? He says, for talents unused, for good omitted, and for vain satisfaction and success, so fatal to the work of God. So as we come towards the end of our consecration, this 33 days that we have spent together, looking at the attributes of St. Joseph and seeing how God made this man so wonderful a protector, the fact that he would be willing to take Mary into his home, even despite the, uh, the gravity of her situation, that she was bearing the Son of God. Joseph felt himself unworthy. 
but he would take that work upon himself to take her and Jesus and care for them. When the angel would come to him in a dream and send him to Bethlehem, he would take on that task of that laborious journey of going to Bethlehem. And when he would get there and there was no place for them in the inn, he would work diligently to find a place for them, to be creative. And he found the, the, the stable and the manger. And then again, same thing to Egypt. He would have to go to Egypt to this enemy territory where he would have to protect and defend Mary and, and, and Jesus. And he would work lovingly for them. And finally, when he's brought back to Nazareth, he would spend the rest of his days working as a carpenter. And he would do that until his very last breath, which we believe he died a happy death in the arms of Mary and with the Lord Jesus, his Savior, right there. What allowed him to die a happy death? He worked as God commanded him in life. He did the will of God in his life. At every moment, at every opportunity, every difficulty, he was able to do that. He continues to work in heaven because now he wants to intercede for you. He wants to protect you. He wants to defend you. He wants to have that same intimacy with you that he had with Jesus. For 30-some years, he got to be with Jesus, teaching him in the workshop. Can you imagine that intimacy between a father and a son? Father showing his son how to do something, the son asking his father questions. Joseph wants to have that same relationship with you. So next time you find yourself frustrated or discouraged or unsure when you're working, turn to St. Joseph. Let him intercede for you. Let him walk with you all through this life so that ultimately he can be with you in your death. And each and every one of us can work until we die. And that work will be a dignified work. That work will be a good work. That work will be, bring joy and gladness into our lives. We'll now make the act of consecration to St. Joseph, so I invite everyone to stand. And we're going to do the one by St. Alphonsus Liguori. So if you have your books with you, you can pull them out. If you're watching online, if you want to pull your books out now as well. If you don't have a book with you, I simply just invite you to repeat with us. So hear, hear the words and then just say the phrase to yourself softly after we say it. So we'll all say it together, but if you're listening or don't have a book, just speak the words after you hear them. O Holy Patriarch, I rejoice with you at the exalted dignity by which you were deemed worthy to act as father to Jesus, to give him orders and to be obeyed by him whom heaven and earth obey. O great saint, as you were served by God, I too wish 
to be taken into your service. I choose you, after Mary, to be my chief advocate and protector. I promise to honor you every day by some special act of devotion and by placing myself under your daily protection. By that sweet company which Jesus and Mary gave you in your lifetime, protect me from all through life so that I may never separate myself from my God by losing his grace. My dear St. Joseph, pray to Jesus for me. Certainly, he can never refuse you anything as he obeyed all your orders while on earth. Tell him to detach me from all creatures and from myself to inflame me with his holy love and then to do with me what he pleases. By that assistance, which Jesus and Mary gave you at death, I beg of you to protect me in a special way at the hour of my death, so that dying, assisted by you, in the company of Jesus and Mary, I may go to thank you in paradise and in your company to praise my God for all eternity. Amen. At this point now, I'm going to bless any holy objects that you have. So if you have anything that you would like to be blessed, I just would like you to get that ready. And this is a prayer by Pope John, St. Pope John the 23rd. So I'm just going to pray this prayer and bless all of the religious objects that you may have. O St. Joseph, guardian of Jesus, chaste spouse of Mary, you who passed your life in perfect fullness of duty, sustaining the holy family of Nazareth with the works of your hands, kindly keep those who with to total trust now come to you. You know their aspirations, their miseries, and their hopes. They come to you because they know that you understand and protect them. You too have known trial, toil, and weariness, but even in their midst of worries about the materialistic life, your soul was filled with a profound peace, and it exalted an un unerring joy through intimacy with the Son of God, who was entrusted to you, and with Mary, his most sweet mother, May those whom you protect understand that they are not alone in their toil, but show them how to discover Jesus at their side, to receive him with grace, and to guard him faithfully as you have done. And with your prayers, obtain that in every family, in every factory, in every workshop, wherever a Christian works, all may be satisfied in charity, in patience, in justice, in seeking righteousness, so that abound gifts may shower upon them from heaven. May Almighty God bless you and all these objects, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I remain standing for our petitions. For the Universal Church, that her mission of salvation may be advanced in every place under the patronage of St. Joseph, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For labor relations in every land, that Christians will promote justice and integrity in trade unions and associations, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
for all workers that they will be able to use their skills and gifts to earn their living. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For dying that St. Joseph may console them in their last hours, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have gone before us in faith, that they may enjoy light, refreshment, and peace. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for all of us who are making our consecration of St. Joseph today, that we may always keep him close to us and he may guard and protect us. We pray to the Lord. Father, grant the prayers of your church and at the intercession of St. Joseph, protect the people you have made your own through Christ our Lord. 